When we peer out at the stars with an understanding that we know very little, how many times have strong, guided, energetic forces ushered you to a safe shore when you were lost at sea? Welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel, and on this show, we explore the survivor's journey, practitioners making a difference, and the therapeutic treatments and transformational technology that allow the body to heal itself. Witness the inspiration we gain by navigating the human experience with grace, humility, and a healthy dose of mistakes. Because part of being human is being beautifully broken. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. My question for you is where and when do you play the role of God? If I look it into Wikipedia, God is the creator and ruler of the universe and source of all moral authority, the supreme being. Now, I think we can find some other definitions for what God, spirit, source is for you, your individuality. But in a world of chaos, I find myself thinking about the times of order or the perception of order that allows me to feel completely grounded. I breathe into these moments that I feel grounded and the moments in this human body that feel right as rain. So for me, that's a warm shower. It's the pant and smile of my puppy, Rosie. It's sun warming the sand on the beach that gets too hot for your feet or it's cool cucumbers. Now, a very specific divine moment of clarity for me is diving into a swimming pool. As simple as it sounds, this seemingly like slow motion instant in which the body leaves gravity and the drawn out seconds, they stretch until you hit the water. So we've got the slowed version of time. In the summer, we get the collapse of the soundscapes of the summer that extinguish into nothing, the birds and the bees and the wind and the breeze. And you fall into that refreshing water and it's just so dense and cool and that wetness. It was in this very moment this morning that as my body is gaining velocity towards the glass surface of the water that I see this massive bumblebee below me. And as I'm soaring mid-flight, time slows down. In this Matrix-style camera, our eyes lock in this Hollywood effect. So this massive bumblebee had somehow become trapped in the surface tension of the pool's glass surface, as so many summer insects do in the past. And his wings were flapping and thrashing as he was trying so hard to break free from the physical properties of the viscous water. As I entered the water, I had a parallel thought arise. I am terrified of bees. It's not a phobia, but I'll be honest with you, I have been known to scream like a man boy mid-Zoom meeting when these things are buzzing and dinging around my head and they're taunting me, they're taunting my skin with these big fat bee butts, and I know there's a stinger there. So my question to you is, have you ever seen a bee under an electron microscope? If you want to imagine what an alien would look like, I'm telling you this far surpasses or exceeds a creature from an outside world. They're truly incredible. My reality is, is that my stomach twists and turns and my nervous system flips to this deep instinct of carnal fear. Now, I'll be real with you. I understand from a logical standpoint the importance of bees. I understand their key role in our ecosystem developing, driving, and moving 
the process of germination and allowing for life on this planet as we know it. So some great documentaries. More Than Honey by Marcus Imhoff. Queen of the Sun. What are the bees telling us? The Last Beekeeper by Jeremy Simmons. And Why Are Bees Disappearing by Marla Spivak. Watch them. Super entertaining. If you can't, I can tell you that essentially we are, we're screwed without the bees. We're totally screwed. We need the bees. However, my default programming is a deep, irrational fear of bees stemming from my very first memory as a child. So just bear with me, if you will, a quick trip back through time to my crib, my small little baby crib, as I stare up at this beautiful blue room with mobiles and I'm swaddled in a soft cotton blanket and I'm safe. I'm basically in a state of oneness. I really don't know fear yet. Suddenly there's this silence of the room is broken and I can hear this hum. And similar to an approaching helicopter in this case, it's this massive bumblebee and his heavy body is navigating the air, sluggish and drunk with honey. He's bobbling side to side as he navigates toward the crib. And I lovingly welcome him to my space as friend. So he lands near my field of vision. And there's no time between the contact of a full stinger insertion into my forehead. White lightning is filling my visual field, which expands to screams from the silence, and I cry till I can no longer cry. Memory complete. It's imprinted. Now, I'm going to realize that most scientists suggest that memories remember or vaguely recall start at about age four. And at the same time, I can tell you this is so real for me. I feel this fear so deep in my nervous system. I can even still see the soffits in that room of the Cape Cod style home. It's incredible how visceral it is and how clear the memory is. So where was my brain in that state? Now, it's possible as a small child, my brain was in some level of theta, allowing for a deep imprinting of core principles because, well, bees cause pain. (laughs) So theta is actually... Four to eight hertz. And when we talk about a brainwave, think about a wave moving, flowing, and how many times we go from tip to trough in a second. Theta activity has a frequency, how frequently the wave travels from tip to trough, of 3.5 to 7.5 hertz. And it's classified as slow activity. This wave state is seen in connection with creativity, intuition, daydreaming, and fantasizing, and is a repository for memories, emotions, and sensations. Theta waves are strong during internal focus, meditation, prayer, and spiritual awareness. It reflects the state between awakefulness and sleep and relates to the subconscious mind. And it's abnormal for an awake adult to be in theta, but it's very normal for a child, a children up to 13 years old, to be in this state. Just giving you context for what was happening in the brain when these deep core principles are imprinted. So if we ever were want to change those, we might want to revisit that state of theta. And that's why certain types of meditation that bring us to this certain states can be so helpful in creating a new belief system. Anyways, back to the story. So given the history and given the experience, if we zip back into the setting, I'm in the water, the bees in the water, real-time speed. I've got three ways to move forward. Number one, I stay away. I hate bees. Bees hurt me. Number two, get out of the bees' way. (laughs) 
Number two is actually get the bee out of the water. And number three, number three is sort of like number two, but it's become a benevolent godlike force in the bee's life and save, save the timeline as his physical manifestation of a spirit in bee form. Now, I know that sounds deep, but I have to say number three, me stepping into this benevolent godlike force guided me to spend minutes handcuffing this bee from the water, which didn't work. I ended up having to create a life raft, kind of a Leo and Kate at the end of Titanic scenario, and allowing him to drag his hairy legs and butt and stinger onto my hand. But I was committed to saving this bee. This has since turned into a daily practice, saving little friends before I jump in the pool in the morning. It includes bees, beetles, frogs, all-inclusive. If I see movement and you're a bug and you're on the water, you're getting out. My point is I can't help but think in the vast, expansive order of the universe, hands have reached down from the heavens to help me at times. So when we peer out at the stars with an understanding that we know very little, how many times have strong, guided, energetic forces ushered you to a safe shore when you were lost at sea? If I open up my mind to the times I've been saved, it is overwhelming. It's enough to make you cry. And right now, when so many things have come to a halt, I'm working through some of those instances, going back and unraveling some of those instances of trauma and memory and surgery. And there were times when I just had to give it over. I'm putting this out there for whoever needs to hear this in the moment when you're feeling lost, when everything feels as though it's falling apart. How does it feel to be saved? For me, the light of gratitude reflects to make visible the image of God. Remember you and actually you and Sherry and Steve and Tommy and Billy and Andy and every single person listening to this episode has survived 100% of your most difficult days. Congratulations. You're still here. It's always worked out for you. I believe in my heart of hearts. Society, the measure of humanity depends on how we treat our weakest and most compromised members. And in a world with a full spectrum of different vitality, health, abundance, everyone, everyone has the daily opportunity, no matter where you fall in that spectrum, to be the reason somebody else has restored faith in humanity. What an incredible power to have access to today. You don't need to go anywhere. You don't need to invest anything. You just claim it. Call someone and remind them how special they are and integral to your existence. Buy a stranger a cup of coffee, an essential worker. Sing a song to your grandparents. Pay someone's rent. Give a gift card for groceries. Listen to your heart. Witness another human being's pain. Show up as a godlike force in somebody else's life, and I promise you, you'll find more times where spirit visits your life. Now, speaking from personal experience, I know it's easy to get lost in our personal stories, and especially when we're dealing with chronic illness, cancer, Lyme, environmental toxicity, trauma, global pandemics. It would seem as if there's no space, no energy, no extra bandwidth directed to another when we are feeling so lost and so compromised. However, I found this is exactly the time to claim this superpower. Namaste. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you made it to the end of the podcast, and here we are at season two. I think this is the beginning of something really beautiful. So one way to support the podcast is to head over to freddysetgo.com and check out Freddy's Faves, where I've linked every five-star product and healing modality you hear about on the show. Most offer significant discounts by clicking the link or using the discount code. Please know they don't cost you anything extra, and at the same time, they support the podcast through affiliations. So check out Freddy's Faves on freddysetgo.com. My heart honestly thanks you for tuning in. And if you've enjoyed today's show, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. It gives us the virtual thumbs up that we're doing things right. If you want to connect with me directly, I'm on Instagram at freddysetgo or freddysetgo.com through email. Now, this is a message from my vast legal team of internet lawyers. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only. By listening, you agree not to use the information found here as medical advice to treat any medical condition in yourself or others. Always consult your physician for any medical issues that you might be having. That's it for today. Our closing, the world is hurting. We need you at your very best. So take the steps today to always be upgrading. Remember, while life is pain, putting the fractured pieces back together is a beautiful process. I love you.